Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, the CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, we'll be talking with Annette McNamara. In September 2018, longtime photographer Annette had an idea for her own photo shoot. Growing up, she struggled with her self-image and allowed others' negative words to affect how she saw herself. Beautiful strength was born out of a need to say those struggles out loud and finally accept herself for who she was. No filters, no Photoshop, just her and her own words. That one idea blossomed into an initial shoot that consisted of 45 people. Little did she know that throwing that positivity out into the world would connect to a much bigger purpose, the need for all people, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, religion, political views, economic status, whatever, to be heard and to have a chance to connect with others. Annette never could have imagined that one shoot would lead to so many awesome stories and connections. She believes everyone deserves to be told, I see you, you are beautiful, you are strong, and you are loved. So you're an Iowa girl. I'm born born in Iowa. Yep. I left at, yes, I was still 18. Um, I, I grew up in Ackley, Iowa. So super small town, smack dab in the middle of the state. Graduated in 1998 and then went to one semester at um, UNI and then hopped a Greyhound bus and moved to Southern California. <laughs> I sense a bus theme. <laughs> you know, what's really weird is it's happened several times. Like I, I was never, I was always a town kid. I was never a country kid. So whenever we got to ride on the bus to go home and, you know, spend the night with our country kids, it was like a big deal. And then, um, you know, hopping on a bus to go there, buying this bus. Like, I don't know what, I, there's definitely a theme throughout my life for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you, what do you think it is? I mean, traveling people, you know, prefer to fly so much now, it seems like to save time and um, mm-hmm. you're obviously taking a different route, so to speak. What is it about yeah. the bus? I, well, I actually love traveling. I love flying too. Like I, I, it, I am mesmerized every time I go somewhere that this many people are doing the same thing that I am at the same time. Like, I'm like, how did we all book the same ticket? We're in the same plane. And I just love watching people. Um, but the bus itself, like I couldn't do, I could do a version of what I'm doing now, but not in the same way. And I've been obsessed with tiny homes since I was a kid. Actually, I I used to want to run away with the circus. <laughs> I was like, how cool is that? You get to like go and everybody wants to see you. And then you hop in and you go to somewhere else. Like that just seemed really cool. Um, I never did it, but I still, I think it would be fun. You're actually um, doing it, Annette. I don't, I don't know how to break it to you, but you're actually doing it. People are wanting to see you. You're traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like my own greatest show. Uh, and it's funny because people will wave out the window and you're like, oh, like I can just imagine what it felt like as a kid, you know, like when the elephants would come to town or, like, or bands. Like, I mean, Iowa doesn't have. I wouldn't say it doesn't have famous people, but, you know, when Aerosmith came to town, it was a big deal or even New Kids on the Block, which was my first concert. So I think I just I love that tour bussy type appeal to it that um, it has a presence, which is why I did a bus. Um, There's multiple reasons I did a bus. One, I was stupid, (laughs) like not stupid, but like, wow, you could have started maybe a little smaller and tested this out and said, I'm like, no, 40 foot school bus. That's great. Um, but it is, it's, it's its own running billboard too. And it's like to, when you see people's faces light up when they see it, like the project was cool before I even went mobile, before I had the bus, it was awesome. It was getting, um, 
momentum. Um, and I could do it like eventually I'll fly places and do this project too. But there's something super cool about the bus. Like people see it, they want their picture with the bus. They want to, you know, they know the bus's name. Like it's just, it's really cool. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about the bus's name. Uh, tell yeah. our listeners what it is and, and enlighten us as to why. Yeah. So um, when I was a freshman in high school, we had to read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And I absolutely fell in love with that book. Um, the, my teacher was a little kooky, but <laughs> the, the book was awesome. And I just, it always stuck with me. Um, and being from a town that didn't have a lot of diversity, like that was read, like books and stuff kind of opened me up to a bigger world. Like my grandma had me read National Geographic. My mom was a social worker. So we traveled around a couple different places to meet a variety of different people. And it was that that book was just like, wow, that was the kind of my first like insight to justice and to telling the truth and finding the truth and no matter what. And um, I just always thought that, wow, what a valuable lesson and what a reputable person. And I always thought I would have kids and name them Atticus. Um, I have a guitar named Atticus too. Like that was when I got divorced, I bought a red guitar and started playing a lot of metal. <laughs> and then when I, um, when I started this, I was like, Oh man, I really, the bus needs to be named the same thing. And it, I, I kind of had that name even before I had the bus, but it is, I think it's so cool that the bus is just as much of this project as the actual pictures and the people, because it's a big space for healing. So people get to come in, they get to tell their truth. They get to be listened to, they, a lot of our trauma that's done to us is done. And when we're growing up and as kids and, you know, you think you always see like the Forrest Gump or some, the videos where kids don't want somebody to sit by them or they're bullied or they've had a bad day at school and then they have to get on this bus. So there's a lot of memories that go along with buses that may not be great for people. There's a line in that book. Um, I'm going to destroy this. But I should. I, I need to memorize this. Uh but it's like you never really know somebody until you crawl under their skin and the and you can't actually ever be somebody else. But the only way you could be somebody else is through having a conversation with them. And that's how we learn. So here is this bus that's like, hey, come in, you know, tell me your story. There's a person who's going to listen to you, not just a computer or something. And there is a person who's going to take your picture. And I think there's a lot of validation in that. So. Yeah, the bus is, it's, it's like my little buddy. My, I didn't have kids, but I have a 40-foot piece of metal that's pretty cool. So talk about the project. So it all started, uh, well, I've struggled with my body weight and body image my entire life. I am the funniest, um, happiest, probably most depressed person you'll know. I've had anxiety and depression and um I, I think a lot of creatives have that too. And not even just creative artists, but creative people. You have a imposter syndrome and you have, I think everybody right now is struggling with who they are, how they are impacting the world. Are they doing enough? Are they making enough money? Are they doing like, there's just, there's a big theme around, are you enough? And everybody is. So I was heavier as a kid and then I got in really good shape as an adult and I still like somebody was like, oh, well, you need to stop working out. You're starting to look like a man. And I, I was not. Um, but I, I my response to him was, no, it's not. It's beautiful strength. And I got it tattooed on my arms when I was doing boxing and I was doing photography at the time, too. So this holds up a camera and it says that it's beautiful. You're beautiful. 
And this is like the strength of, you know, holding the camera too and basically fighting back. Then uh, when I was 38, something clicked, like The Greatest Showman came out, circus related movie that I really <laughs> loved and great music. And there was a This Is Me song and what a beautiful song. And, you know, during um, 2018, there was a lot of talk about body positivity and the Me Too movement. And there was just a lot of momentum. Um, companies like Target and Old Navy, people started putting, you know, all different sizes of people in their advertising. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is what I've wanted my whole life. And I wanted to be a part of it. And I wanted to be a positive part of it. Because as a photographer, I'm asked to do Photoshop all the time. I'm asked to take wrinkles off or take years off, make them look younger, make them look skinnier. And I'm like, what is wrong with us being us? Like, and how we are and seeing each other eye to eye and celebrating that too. So I started um, to where I wanted to do a photo of myself. I was like, I'm going to do a shoot and it's going to be me. And I'm going to write about myself in my own words. You know, I've been inspired by various different projects that I've done and everything too. And it was kind of like everything kind of came into one. And as I told friends about that, they were like, well, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I'm like, okay. So I put a post out and like 85 people responded and I was like, holy crap, people need this, you know? And, um, when it was narrowed down to the day and everything, we rented out a full studio and 45 people showed up and it was beautiful. Like it was it, like, it's kind of started as a, as a body positivity thing, but it changed really quickly when you realize that that's just like one aspect of a hundred thousand aspects that make us unique individuals, um, to celebrate. And so the first shoot had, you know, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, the LGBTQ community was represented. We had a spinal bifida, cerebral palsy, um, anxiety, depression. We had um, sexual abuse, uh, PTSD. It was like this combination of people that it was just beautiful. And like, I thought people would come in, take their picture, write their story and tell their story and they would leave. And instead they were all cheering each other on and we were playing music. And, you know, you had people in a room together that may have never talk to each other. A lot of times you think like, oh, well, if you have different views, you can't get along. You can't have a conversation. And I was like, you absolutely can. And like when you humanize people versus categorizing people, it, it, there's a lot of growth that can happen there. You don't have to like agree with everything, but what a boring world it would be if everything, everybody was exactly the same. That is so <laughs> profound though. Humanize yeah. don't categorize. Mm -hmm. That's just profound. I should put that on a shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I've always said, you know, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I mean, for, for many reasons that resonates with, with me, um, you know, whether you know, we can be intimidated by others, you know, or um, not understand where they came from, but understand that everybody, you know, we have these commonalities. We, ha we do have so much more in common um, then we have, you know, different and yes. kudos to you for, for allowing people, you know, I'm curious without divulging names, obviously, um, mm -hmm. what were some of the comments? What were some of the most powerful comments that you've heard um, from individuals oh, or the gosh. things that have surprised you from certain people that maybe you didn't expect? There's every day I probably cry and every day I smile and I hug like, um, I've never hugged. I've never been a hugger of strangers as I mean, I do, but not really. I hug my family and stuff, but I've realized how much hugging and like validating people um, makes a difference. 
So I've done this for three and a half years now, and every, I'm constantly surprised at how alike people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that we're, we're all unique individuals, but like, like how somebody puts their pants on, absolutely. Nobody is exempt from losing a parent, losing a child, biting, battling cancer, brain tumors, PTSD, whatever. Like uh, we all just are in this really crazy time too. And yeah. a lot of times it's our, we're our own worst critic, but I mean, some of the most beautiful stories from, uh, we helped a guy find a kidney. That was pretty in- insanely okay. awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was, uh, and like, and when I say we, like, yes, I'm the person driving the bus. I'm the person taking the photos, but it would have been a really cool post if it was just me. It's really cool because people continue to participate in it. And it's every day I'm from gas stations to Walmarts to national parks to events. Um, people are participating in this because it's just it's it's available. Just to back up one quick second. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain what the process is like when the bus pulls up? What happens next? A lot of it is people's curiosity. Like, what is this pink sparkly thing? And right now, um, tiny homes are a pretty uh, getting to be well known, they're on several channels, so a lot of people recognize it like as a schoolie, or they'll be like, "What is? What's beautiful strength? What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you a little bit about it." And then they're like, "Okay," but usually the the catch of them getting in here is to see it as the house, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, "Okay," I'm like, "Go on in, like check it out." You know, I think I I have the most like uh, travel or not traveled, but walked in house of any. Usually people are like, I'm building this. I want to go to the woods. I want to go like away from people. And I'm like, put me downtown in the middle of a city and let people come in. Um, And then my energy drains and I have to like escape for five days and not talk to anybody. But I'll give you two stories that were pretty beautiful. Um, I use that word a lot, but I I was in Littleton, Colorado at a Publix, which is a, a grocery store, just getting groceries and came out and there was a guy like looking at the bus and I'm like, I'm like, do you have a schoolie? You have an RV? And he's like, no, but this is really cool. Can I can I look at it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he was like on his way to work. And the next thing I know, we're talking and I'm telling him what I'm doing and kind of showing him some examples. And he like burst into tears. And I'm like, okay, like, are you all right? Like, what's happening? And he's like, uh, well, I'm going in for surgery tomorrow. I have cancer and I I I could die tomorrow. Like I'm going in for this. Um, I don't remember all the words of what he said of what kind of cancer, but I was just like, well, you need to do this project. And he's like, I do. He's like, I think, I think you were put here on, like on purpose because this is the courage that I needed for tomorrow. And I'm like, absolutely. And he took the picture and he took, he had a brand new truck and he took one of my stickers and put it on the back of his truck. Oh, wow. And he gave me like a biggest hug. I've, I've never seen that man again, but that was awesome. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and traditional programs to people from all walks of life. Their forward-thinking, future-focused approach puts you on the path toward success. Mount Mercy University. The future is female. Their past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. One of the girls that travels with me every once in a while, she has leukemia. And so she can relate to a lot of people and she's checking off bucket lists and stuff and half the reason why she's traveling with me. 
she's seen a lot. Like, she'll be like, I, what happens in there is crazy. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it is like the healing <laughs> bus. It's insane. And, yeah. and you also said no negativity and no criticizing. I have to feel yeah. that that exudes inside that bus too. Yes. And, and not to say that people don't sometimes do that. Like I'm, I, I, when I do bigger shoots, there's usually a sign on the door. Like there's, this is only positivity. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that people can't hurt and they can't express themselves in a way that is how they are. What I don't want people to do is look at their picture and go, Ew, I, uh, Oh God, I look so fat. I hate that. Oh, my nose looks big. like that type of thing. I've adjusted this project a few times and a lot of it is what I say to them. Like when you have somebody tell you you're beautiful and that picture is stunning or even like this is your laughter. Well, you're not used to seeing it because you throw a filter on your face and you only look up. I'm like, no, this is how I see you and it's beautiful. And then I also I used to take multiple pictures. So I would take a bunch of pictures and then let them choose which one they want. And that was a bad idea. It just let them pick apart the ones they didn't like to get to one that they might like. So now I try to do like one and done. And I and I'll say like I'm a photographer, like I know the difference between the light over here and this over here and this angle doesn't look as good as this angle. You know, I get that. So if there's something where you absolutely do not like your picture, I'll be like, "Okay, what should we do to try it again? Let's do it." And then let them do it again because I'm not going to let somebody you know have a photo of themselves out there that they're absolutely like don't love, but it it's rare that that happens. You know, I think often the photographer has such an impact on the success of the photo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had you know different people take my photos with the same equipment, and for some reason, there's you know the same photographer seems to get you know have my favorite pictures, and I yeah. often wonder if it's because of how she talks to me when she's taking the picture. Absolutely, yes, for sure. Because technically, same camera I have in my hand is the same camera that somebody else has, that somebody else has. You know, you could take a beautiful photo with a great composition and great lighting and great all those things. But there's something about getting people's like actual personality. And, and that takes comfort. That takes, I think that's why I like some of what I'm doing too, is people don't have time to get ready. <laughs> they don't have time to like, oh, I need to fix my hair. I need to do this. Like, I need to look perfect. And I'm like, but you're awesome how you are. You're out for a walk with your dogs. Heck yeah. You know, and we're not, we're not that type of society. We're definitely like, nobody can see me unless I'm like beautiful. Mm-hmm. I guess COVID and kind of that kind of helped. Like a lot of people were more comfortable wearing sweatpants and stuff, but. <laughs> it did. Yeah. You know, so we know that you're, and we're so excited that the sparkly bus is going to be at the yeah. 2022 ICR conference. Such <laughs> a treat for us. Who should stop into the bus? Everyone should see it. Like, I would love to have everybody participate in it. I I haven't figured out how to do thousands of people at once yet um, because it does take time. They're phototherapy sessions, so they take a minute. Um, And I know at the at the conference, so I think I'm going to try to figure out there's going to be a couple different things. We're going to have a booth set up. So I still want people to come um, experience, experience it, like see the other photos and stuff and then we can go from there because I mean, I'm from Iowa, so I'm sure I'll be, my family's there. I'll be there in and out. Uh, Cause it would be awesome for everybody to be able to experience the actual project as it's done. But even if you don't experience the full project coming and seeing it is super inspirational. You will find somebody 
that within this project that you connect with, and it's a complete stranger, you'll find a mom across the United States that is struggling with the same thing you are. You'll find a man who is vulnerable and, and is accepting that he's not weak for being that way. You'll find uh, parents that are struggling because their kids have ADHD um, and they're trying to figure out how to parent, you know, like it's just this, I just say I'm like the Kevin Bacon of the nonprofit. <laughs> like everybody's connected through through this project and it is like the coolest thing. But yeah, I hope I hope everybody gets to experience it. Everybody gets to at least come check it out. Um, when I was building the bus, I kept telling myself that if you build it, they'll come. If you build it, they'll come. I mean, as an Iowan, we all know that. If you build it, they'll come. And I, on days that I was struggling and not wanting to do it, I was like, I know this, this is going to work because it's so needed. So I have this book of like the entire build and that's what it's called. And so when I was working through what I wanted to talk about, I was like, man, that is a, exactly what this is. Like if you build something that you are so passionate about, there's no way that people cannot be drawn to it. Um, and that doesn't matter what it is. Like, yes, this is a photography project, but you could build any business. You could build, you know, do be a good stay-at-home parent. You could build an empire, what, whatever. I mean, you could build birdhouses, whatever. Like, be passionate about it and do it for the sake of serving other people and people will show up. So everyone, every, this is for everyone. It's not, and people will ask me too, like, is it just for women? And I'm like, it's, there's a lot of women that have participated in it, but I'm actually really surprised, happily surprised how many men have participated in it. So yeah, it's, um, it's for everyone. The name of this podcast is Own It. So I love to ask our guests, you know, what is it about you that may have been considered a negative, or maybe someone else may consider it a negative that you have seen be one of your greatest strengths and how do you own it? I've never been a quote unquote stable person. Like <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> that is not what I mean. So like you're, you're taught, you go to school, you graduate, you get to college, you get married, you get a house, you stay in the neighborhood, you have a job for five, 10 years, 50 years, 20 years. I have never been that way. I'm like, a, like some people think it's impulsive. And for me, it's just adventurous. Like I hopped on a Greyhound bus at 18 and left. I've sight unseen moved to Missouri. I was a theater major. Then I was a science major. Then I was a nursing school major. And to a lot of other people that is very chaotic and it looks very unstable. And in all honesty, what I'm doing now would have never happened had my life not been like that. And now I get to look like a normal person, quote unquote, because I'm traveling and I'm doing all these things. And I'm like, nope, still that same adventurous, unstable person. Don't ever lose it, sister. And that this has been such a treat. I'm so looking yeah. forward to hearing and learning from you. And, and I really appreciate you giving us a space where well, thank you. clearly we feel safe and secure enough to, to, to talk about our authentic selves in a very honest way. So thank awesome. you. For, thank you so much for all you're doing. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Every time somebody talks about it, spreads it, it just keeps growing. Like, so I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Annette. Be well, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I think I could use a visit from Annette every morning. Thank you, Annette, for all of your positivity. 
You'll be able to hear more from Annette and actually go inside Atticus the bus at the upcoming Women Lead Change ICR Iowa Conference in Cedar Rapids on April 26th and 27th. Women Lead Change is celebrating our 15th anniversary. Follow us on social media to see what's happening at the conference. Central Iowa friends, join us for a workshop with Libby Gill about leading through change and challenge on May 18th. Tickets available now at wlcglobal.org. Quad Cities, we've got a workshop for you too. Courtney Meisner joins us on May 19th for a full half-day workshop on boundaries at work and at home. Raise your hand if you need that one. My hand's up. Register today at wlcglobal.org. The Women Lead Change store is open for business. We've got apparel, books, drinkware, and more at wlcstore.myshopify.com. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.